Hi, this is Deb McFarlane Enright, and this is 3AM, What's Keeping You Up at Night, the podcast that focuses on social impact and how we can disrupt the status quo to make the world better. Our guest today is Dr. Kari Miller. She's the executive director of the Williamson County Schools' brand new Entrepreneurship and Innovation Center. We caught up with her at the Williamson County Chamber of Commerce Business Expo. This brand new opportunity for high school students started with an idea by one of our local entrepreneurs. It's now a standalone center, including a maker box and all kinds of classrooms. It's exciting. There's 130 students who are enrolled. There's so much to talk about. So let's jump in. So tell me about the Williamson County Schools Entrepreneur and Innovation Center. Yes. Well, our Entrepreneurship and Innovation Center is located at Franklin High School, next to Franklin High School in the Annex Building. It's the building that used to be Columbia State Community College's campus, and before that it was actually the Yates Vocational School going way back. But this center was created to allow students from all 10 of our Williamson County Schools high schools to come and learn how to be an entrepreneur by being an entrepreneur. So it's not theoretical, you're not looking in a textbook and studying famous entrepreneurs, you're actually opening a business. The students are opening real businesses. Um, wait, so wait, wait. Have, let's, let's say that again. Yes. Because I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's not just learning about and hearing from and going to a trade show and having a couple slideshows or webinars. They're actually starting from August to May in an entire school year. They are now, at this time in the, goodness, the beginning of October... They're running a business and learning all about that. Okay. They are, yes. So we're using a lean startup methodology, which is great for students. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of money. They don't have an angel investor waiting in the wings to give them money, but they have passion and they believe in themselves, and that's really two of the fundamental things you need. And so we're teaching them that it is possible. You can open a business and be successful at it. So the students basically, we have 130 students with us this year during the school day, um, and we also have after-school programming, which I can talk about. in just a little bit, but the 130 students come and go, so they leave their high school after calculus, they drive over to the EIC, take their EIC class, and then drive back to their high school and pick right up with physics or whatever else they're taking. But when they're at the EIC for their period, they're in groups of three or four, and they are opening whatever kind of business they can dream up. So many of them are launching products, some are offering service businesses, we have quite a few tech businesses, and then some that are doing food you know, food production, food service, things like that. So I would say it's not possible for them to do this alone, of course. They are walked really shepherded side by side with these mentors. So we have a whole team of industry professionals and experts who we've recruited to help the students really get their businesses off the ground. So every week the mentors meet with their teams, push them along through the, through the curriculum. We do have a curriculum that we're using as well and just really helping them get this business up and running as as you would hope any entrepreneur would. So So I'm trying to think about what a day looks like, Mm -hmm. right? And I know there's periods. So the kids, like, as you said, they all come from the different schools, which is a Herculean effort on their own. I mean, I just Mm -hmm. think it speaks so highly of the program you've put together in the space itself that 130 students said, yeah. And I know you had more applicants than that. But let's go back to the day. So so what was the first day like? Because they did stuff over the summer. They did. The students got to know each other, meet each other over the summer because they are coming from 10 different schools. So this is a new 
you know, it's a new world for them. They're meeting students. If, you know, you, we have kids from Brentwood to Spring Hill, Nolensville out to Fairview. And so for them all to come together and, you know, have a good working relationship, we felt it was important for them to get to know each other. But really, when the school year started, they went through the ideation process, trying to figure out what bugs them, what problems do they need to solve with their business. And, you know, we have a teacher who leads them through that. And then again, with the help of the industry experts, um, they've kind of gotten to where they know the problem that they're trying to solve and they have their idea for what their business is going to be. And now they're in the customer, well, they've been doing customer discovery. They're just really going deeper in with the customers now, interviewing, trying to figure out if their problem is really a problem and if their solution is the right solution for that problem. So this is interesting because there's a Williamson County School teacher, or a couple teachers, and you are a teacher as well. Um, So that piece is well in place. And then you talk about these subject matter experts and the mentors and I mean, that could be folks who are walking around the expo right now. Those are those are folks who have have a business, had a business, have a certain you know an HR kind of um, yeah. expertise or a legal kind of expertise. That's right. So, how do people, if people are interested in that, how do they become part of that? mentor family that you're creating. That's that, I mean, we want everybody to be involved. And I'll tell you, there's all levels of involvement. Obviously, the mentors are the most involved because they do meet with their student groups once a week. It's really 45 minutes during that period when their students are in, in the EIC class. Um, but they can talk digitally as well. We have a platform that they can speak to one another with. Um, but we also have guest instructors. So Probably a third of our classes are taught by industry professionals who have expertise in marketing or, you know, patent attorneys, just different topics that we have volunteers serving um, serving our students with. And then, honestly, the easiest role that really takes no time other than maybe checking your email occasionally is an industry expert role. And that, again, in this platform called Schoology, and the students, if they have a particular problem that they just want to reach out to someone with that expertise, that's the way that they can, that they can find the person. So... All of these different types of volunteers are really critical. If someone wanted to volunteer, it's really simple. They would just contact me, you know, and I can give them the email address. But we also have something called the Catalyst Network, which is our it's our school support organization. It's the business half of this endeavor. And so the EIC Catalyst Network has a website, and that is really where vol- potential volunteers would go to apply to be a volunteer at the, at the EIC. The application isn't grueling or, or strict or anything right now. It's mostly just so that we can know where your interest lies and match you up in the right fit at the EIC. That's wonderful. So talk to me about the impact of this learning experience on the students because I understand you have kids from 10th grade to 12th. So they're all kind of at different entry points. Some are trying to are thinking about college or life after graduation and some of them have a couple more years. So what impact do you think this has on the individual student and then kind of the larger community of students as they watch the EIC this year. Yes. Well, the impact, I mean, like you said, we have all different types. So the students who are sophomores, they're, I mean, all the students are loving it, quite honestly, but the students who are sophomores really kind of see the the two or three-year progression ahead of them. We do have classes that will be um, so right now it's EI1. Next year they can come back and take EI2. There's also another class called Practicum. So they see this continuum. They see it as a pathway. Um, the students who are seniors, I think that they're finding that exact same value, even though it's a one-year pathway for them. They're just getting this pattern that they can apply over and over again in their life as they continue to open businesses. I think the other thing, the benefit to students, whether they're there for three years or one year, um, we're really focused so intently on this entrepreneurial mindset and on the professionalism that goes with 
with being an adult in the in the world. And so our students do receive uh, grades, honestly, in their professionalism. How is their communication? How is their public speaking? How is their um, how do they interact with adults? How eye contact? Things like that. How do they work with their peers? Collaboration. And so I think all of our students are really getting a benefit out of that. They we've watched over time. They present a lot in class, and we've seen growth in just the month and a half that we've been open, honestly, with our students. What What's the impact? And I understand it's it's a month and a half, but it's been about a year and a half mm-hmm. in the making. What impact do you think the EIC is going to have on the county? Oh well, I mean. We know that there's an entrepreneurship ecosystem that's alive and well here in Williamson County, and I think we're proud that we're playing a part in that, really bringing this idea of entrepreneurship to students at a younger age than typically um, they would maybe entertain the idea. Our high schools do have business and marketing classes, and so any student could, could choose to take a business or marketing class at their high school. The difference is when you're at your high school, your schedule is so impacted. You have to take, you know, you have to take four years of math, you have to take four years of English, you have your science, your social studies, your foreign language, your personal finance and PE, all of these things that you have to do. And so in high school, you have to, you pick a pathway. So your focus is going to be on something. The beauty of the EIC is you can still have your pathway at your high school. You can still do cosmetology or fine arts, but you can also add the EIC and get that extra. So you can apply your passion to this other world of entrepreneurship. And in fact, 90% of our students had never taken any business or marketing classes before they started. This generation of students is remarkable. I know that sometimes they get, you know, bashed for, oh, their, their heads are in their phones and they're just so involved with technology and maybe their work ethic isn't quite as the same, you know, the same as in past generations. But I'll tell you, when you spend time with these students at the IC, you realize, no, there, there is no reason to be, you know, downplaying this upcoming generation. They're smart and passionate and wonderful. And honestly, the businesses that they're coming up with and the ideas, the problems that they want to solve are really about giving, paying it forward, giving back to the community, making the community a better place. They all really have a passion for what they can, you know, what can they do to improve the world around them. And part of the, you know, you asked about what does this mean for our larger community? Part of the deal, I guess, when a student takes a class at the EIC is we want them to come back and pay it forward. We want them to, we say that in the application, you know, during your summers, when you have time, no matter where you are in college, could you do your best to come back and pay it forward to the next um, generation, the next group of students coming in? And I'll, I'll say lots of our mentors have asked, so can I keep in touch with these students over time, oh, like when they wow. go off to college? And I say, absolutely, you know. Oh. We want them to come back to Williamson County and do internships in your school and, you know, come back and That's raise their families fabulous. here. And so I'm, I'm just excited about I really feel like we're bringing a whole new... I don't know, spirit and energy to entrepreneurship in Williamson County with this program. That's really kind of where my passion lies is I'm looking for a challenge. I'm looking for something that people would say, oh, that's not possible. That that school is never going to succeed or this thing, you're never going to be able to figure this out at the EIC or whatever the challenges are going to be. That's exactly where I thrive. That's where I want to be is to try to figure out these big giant puzzles. So can you share any sneak peeks of any kind of ideas that are becoming businesses? Or? This, well, and the funny thing is, I've told the same thing to the mentors. We really, um, because the students aren't signing non-disclosure agreements and neither are the mentors, because it is an educational environment, we're not really going around. I mean, the students have some fantastic ideas. I can, I can tell you that much for sure. They are really solving some problems in innovative ways. Um, but again, because of the not, we don't have the NDAs. I don't want to talk about those ones, but just generally we have groups that are, you know, doing a, kind of a really fun new salsa, and there's groups that are really trying to help with the pet adoption problems that oh we have in this gosh. area right now. I we have this. students who are really trying to create 
new technology that doesn't exist right now. And so again, leaning on those mentors and industry experts who have that background knowledge to help them get those things off the ground. The real question is, when will there be a Shark Tank and yes. will you live stream it? That is a great question. So in January, the kids get to pitch their minimum viable products. So at that point, they know what it is exactly that, that they've come up with it, with this lean startup methodology that they can get up and running affordably and get that going. So that's in January, and that will be open to the public. At the end of the year, we'll have the final pitch where the students can come back and pitch for bigger amounts of money to really go into year two and go into production, take it from just a startup to a fully launched business. So that'll be, that'll be the end of the year. So how is the chamber kind of supporting you in this effort? Because it's a big effort. It is, it is. Well, I'm just so proud and thankful that Williamson Inc. is so, um, just a partner with us in this endeavor. From the beginning, even before I was on board, I knew that they were supporting our district as we were going down this road. Um, it's been great. I've been able to speak at different events with the chamber at, the, at their board meeting, just kind of spread the word. Um, Matt's been fabulous about, about having me included. And I'll, I'll just say that there are other schools we know that do entrepreneurship, that teach entrepreneurship. And one of the ones that does it similar, the most similarly to us, would be BGA. And so they're a private school. And so Matt has been kind enough to have both myself and Hallie, who was at BGA, at some of these events to just show that this ecosystem really isn't. Yes, we have a public venture going on here, but private schools are also tackling it in different ways. But I'll tell you that the students who are at EIC are not all high flyers getting straight A's and all AP classes and the star of whatever athletic team that they're on. Some of our students really haven't found their niche in high school, that nothing has felt relevant not nothing, but it's very. It's been hard for them to feel plugged in and sure, connected. Sure. And grades haven't mattered that much because it's not that interesting. You know, AP U.S. history isn't really going to affect their life and they're in their mind. Yeah. Um, and so those students have come to the EIC and are just thriving. And their parents are saying, this is the first time in forever that my kid comes home talking about school. And that, that's across the board. The parents are What a are marvelous thrilled. thing exactly. to be able to contribute exactly. to, particularly in that age, yes. right? And to try something different and meet other people outside their own school. I love that for you, that it's become its own community. So talk to me about three to five years down the pike. What happens to the EIC? Does it start to have satellites or what are you all thinking about? Well, and you know, that's obviously, that's a question that's uh, above me um, because there's lots of issues that go into that space, land, transportation, People, all of the, yes. exactly. That's, and money really is what it all boils down to. But right now, one of the, two of the things we really like about our space and we're, that I would honestly fight to keep it in one location for as long as I could two things. Number one, I like the fact that we have kids from all 10 high schools. I'm afraid if we differentiated it with North County, South County, East or West, that you would lose some of that, of that specialness of having, you know, you're meeting a student from Fairview and you actually are in Nolansville. Those, you know, those are really far apart. I love that. The second thing that is special about the EIC is just how it looks, the feel, the vibe. It would be hard to recreate that someplace else. Not impossible, but if you've seen pictures, you just have to check it out. It's it's a pretty amazing space. And I feel like that adds to the flavor and the value that the kids are getting it. They're walking into this cool industrial Google space type of a feel. They're hanging out on the couch. They're, you know, getting something from the cafe. They're just really enjoying their time there. I just would worry that it, you know, at another location, it might just turn into like another classroom or just another storefront. You know, I want it to feel this special for everybody. I love that. So it sounds like the chamber's helping and you have mentors, and I know we can always use more. Yes. How else can the county help you in what you're doing? 
Well, definitely. I mean, there's a few different things. Our EIC Catalyst Network that I mentioned is doing a capital campaign right now. We're trying to raise money to get some equipment for the fabrication lab and to help with the pitch competitions. Um, so that's something, if anyone's interested in getting on the donor wall and kind of helping us, you know, we would love that support for sure. Um, you know, just really supporting us, following us, see what's going on. I'd love to give, I'd give tours to anyone who'd like to stop by and see what's happening and who wants to find a way to get involved. Like I said, it could be anything from an hour a week to, you know, an hour a year, even at the, even not even that much. All right, so let's stop right there and make sure we get that in there. So they can go to the EIC Catalyst Network, website. and that's, that's a website. They can also find you on the wcs.edu. So those are two spaces, and I think if you just Google Entrepreneurial Innovation Center, that works as well. You know, part of what this uh, podcast is about, Kari, is people waking up at 3 a.m., and having a purpose-driven, passion-filled kind of thing, right? To save the world or make it better. And, um, and I know the heavy lift that you just went through and are still going through, probably, I'm not sure, but there may be a couple nights where you were up at 3 a.m. Many. But, and it's also the life of an educator, I'm That's sure. True. And you're a mom, a great mom. Uh, so talk to me about what keeps you up at night in terms of the EIC. Right. I think I just... I really want it to be a fantastic experience for every student and for every mentor. And so, you know, we've been figuring this out as we go along, but with every little hiccup that I see, I just really strive, all of us who work there and who are in that space, strive to make it better and better. And so it's really about, again, any entrepreneur coming up with ideas, trying to fix, fix the problems that we're identifying as we go along. I mean, honestly, the things that wake me up at 3 a.m. are happy things. They're excited things. They're just what, what more could we be doing to make it better and better? Not there's not stress about, oh no, we've done this wrong. It's been all good. So, so success on a very personal level for you and one for your students and one for this brand new incredible space of learning opportunities that ties in the business community to the general community um, in the in the hope to maybe solve some solutions for the That's world. Right. I love that. Kari, yes. thank you for coming. This oh, is Dr. Kari Miller. She is the executive director of the Williamson County Schools Entrepreneur and Innovation Center. Kari, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. Our thanks to Dr. Kari Miller for all of her efforts to help grow more entrepreneurs here in Nashville. This semester, each of the 36 business teams will pitch their business to local entrepreneurs and executives for upwards of, get this, $500 in funding. Sound interesting? Get involved. Go to wcs.edu to find out more. Thank you for listening. This is your host, Deb McFarlane Enright, and this is your information and inspiration podcast about the social impact world. 3 a.m. What's keeping you up at night? See you next time.